Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Purple Daily. Yes, it is. Purple Daily on the all-new Score North on 1500 scorenorth.com and streaming live on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. You can get in on the show at 651-646-8255 or tweet us at Score North. And if you're watching us streaming live, you'll see that Judd and I are wearing uh, matching Score North sweatshirts today because uh, we plan this because we're besties. I love this shirt. <laughs> and once I love a piece of clothing, I am bound and determined to wear it into the ground. <laughs> I, I was once called You're by that a guy, good, huh? I was once called by a very good friend, and this is uh, thirty years ago, a Ken doll. <laughs> the claim being that I had like two outfits that I wore constantly, like a Ken doll, and just rotated them, and it wasn't untrue. Maddie, did you, you didn't get the memo on the uh, Score North sweatshirt day? I may have to catch up tomorrow. <laughs> you didn't get that email. I didn't get the memo. No. <laughs> I'm wearing, I'm wearing like a nice, pine though. green uh, shirt, one of my favorite shirts. It's a nice shirt. Yeah. Thank you. People can't no, see no, it on nobody the screen. Can see it, but, but like you know. the compression, take the our compression word for thing. it. It's a nice Roller shirt. Too. Is, that, is, is that like a uh, um, t-shirt or is that I think it's just it? a thermal, right? Like a yeah. thermal? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Long sleeve. All right. It's still a little chilly out. So now you know what we're all wearing on Purple Daily. You want to talk some Vikings? And, talk some and if you were watching, you already you knew, what except we for Manny, wearing. because you can't see him. That's but true. again, take our word for it. I and, will. I will say on this this thermal shirt underneath, yeah. there's like little orange splotches on the sleeves because I spilled orange juice on myself this morning. <laughs> Happens, Manny. Uh, I was sitting at the desk and uh, I was looking up at the TV that was right in front of me, and I forgot that I took the cap off of my uh, bottle of orange I've juice. I've done that. And so I've done that. I grabbed it, and you know, and I'm. A frequent like shaker of an right. orange juice bottle because yeah. I want you know, yeah. and so I forgot I took the took the cap off and started to shake and something. Uh, my orange girl, juice everywhere. Something my girlfriend would yell at me often before I finally took her advice was, "Don't wear the shirt that I'm going to wear out or to work while I'm around the house and eating and stuff." So I'll take the because sh- I'm because I'm I'm a slob. I'm gonna end up with an orange juice stain on my shirt. So yeah. I will wear a shirt when I get out of the shower. And then I put the shirt that I'm actually going to wear, I put that off on the side and put it on right before I walk out the door. She knows you really well. (laughs) (laughs) Of all of the advice I've gotten, I I have never even gotten that piece of advice. Well, she would watch me going to work every day or going out for comedy shows in stained shirts. And she was like, just don't wear those shirts when you're like doing your day-to-day life. That's why the key to life is to wear an undershirt and you always wear a shirt 
over that. So if you spill something on your shirt below it, you don't care. The other key to life is find a significant other smarter than you. That's that's the other. That key didn't to life. take me a ton of work. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. That was pretty. That was pretty simple. The Same easiest here. task of life, right, John? It really was. Coming yes. up on the show today is uh, we'll eventually get into football. The most improved teams in free agency have been revealed, and uh, Vikings fans maybe don't want to look at that list. We'll look at it for you. We'll tell you who's on the top. And uh, later in the show, another mock draft is out there, and uh, another thing that might make Vikings fans lose their mind. We'll get to that at about twelve forty, but. I'm out of the gates, some comments by now former Vikings offensive lineman Nick Easton. And we want to know, do you think these are shots fired or just a guy admiring the New Orleans Saints organization? Get in at 651-646-8255 or tweet us at Score North. I turn it over to Mr. Judd Zelgad. Yes, sir. Yesterday, Sirius XM NFL Radio, Nick Easton makes a guest appearance after agreeing to a four-year, $24 million contract. Right now, it looks like he's going to replace Max Unger and play center for the Saints. Let me give you the comments, and then we can react to that. Nick Easton, quote, On my visit down there, I was just blown away with how knowledgeable and enthusiastic those coaches were. And obviously, you have a well-established offense and an unreal quarterback room that they have down there. It's just going to be a huge benefit to everybody else on the team, and it's probably one of the most attractive parts about being a Saint. He's not done yet. Not to mention one of the most well-respected offensive lines in football. It's pretty obvious why I chose to go down there, and I'm fired up to be a a part of it. Now, the interesting thing to keep in mind is uh, the Pioneer Press reported late last week or at some point last week, that we know for a fact that the Vikings did make an offer to try and keep him. I don't know, because of their salary cap situation, what the offer was exactly, but the Vikings were probably somewhat aggressive in trying to bring Easton back after a year out because of neck surgery and play him at guard. So, Rami, we'll start with you. The quotes I just read, are they simply excited to be with the Saints now and praising his new team, or is that also looking back at his old team and saying, this is a lot better down here? I can't tell you what the intent was in the comments. I don't know if Nick Easton got up on the stage and said, I'm going to say X, Y, and Z to make the Vikings look bad or to, to fire shots at the Vikings. But whether or not that was his intent, that's certainly what came through, is it not? Because what is he, when he talks about how great that quarterback's room is and how, how great of, of offensive minds they have on, on the coaching staff, what is he comparing that to? He's comparing what it exact, to his previous experience what exactly here. Where, is he comparing that where to? He's been, and he's never played yes. for another NFL team other than the Minnesota Vikings. No, he played for San Francisco. Oh, that's right. But, that's but right. that was a while back. Right. So, yes. The, these, and it was a short these, stint, right? Yeah, these, com- these comments definitely come back to the Vikings. Like, these comments are to be, I love this and I love that. I I would say this, nothing he said is necessarily wrong. It's not like you'd say, well, their quarterback room, they just have Drew Brees, so who cares? But it is interesting to know that that the Vikings tried to bring him back, that he probably weighed both offers, that he he had the opportunity to certainly win a starting job here as well, was familiar with the franchise, and is now basically telling us, at least walking us through the process, of how he ended up picking the Saints. Because it's interesting. It seems like all around, in all aspects, he sees them as a better organization. And let's be real, 
They offered him more money. He wouldn't be mm-hmm. in New Orleans right now had they not offered him more money. What was the deal? Four years, 20, 24, 24, 24 million? Yeah. The Vikings didn't have $6 million a year to give to Nick Easton, as we've discussed. Do- no, $6 to give Nick they have, Easton. They have like between 6 and $7 million total in yeah. cap space, and they haven't even had, they haven't even held the NFL draft yet. That's, that's somewhere in the, in the four to six million dollar range when you're done paying all your free agents or all your draft picks. So they essentially have no money to spend in free agency right now. That's why Nick Easton is a New Orleans Saint. Let's not kid ourselves. But can any of us disagree with the things that he said? Do you think, do you think there's any way possible that any of the quarterbacks during Nick Easton's time in Minnesota had a better quarterback room than what Drew Brees has with Sean Payton in New Orleans? Do any of us think that during Nick Easton's time in Minnesota, he had the type of offensive coaches that they have in New Orleans. Do any of us think that during Nick Easton's time in Minnesota that he played for a better offensive line than what he's joining with the Saints? Everything he said was true, but that doesn't mean that these aren't shots fired at the Saints. They're they're accurate shots fired, but shots fired nonetheless. Well, I wonder, too, a couple things I wonder. One, I want to know how much, do we know how much he got guaranteed? Of that twenty four, I have million? not seen that yet. No, I've just seen. I'll be curious. Four and twenty four that Schefter reported on Sunday. I think I'll be curious to see what that what that number was. But also, the thing too with Nick Easton is he didn't play at all last year. So I wonder if 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 he's making sort of this comparison in his mind between the Saints' quarterback room with Breeze and Peyton and the Vikings' quarterback room with. I mean, is he comparing it to DeFilippo and Cousins? Is he de- comparing it to well, Shermer and, and it's just Keenum? It, and it's Drew Brees. So you're always sure. going to say, wow, that's fantastic. It's Drew Brees and sure. Peyton. But that, like, I just, it's interesting to me because, I mean, they had a, they had a good offensive year in 2017. Mm-hmm. And he was, he was a part of that. Now he was not part of, he was basically not a part of 2018 because he was out for the entire year. And that was a bad offensive year for the Vikings. I don't know how much he was around the building still, even though he wasn't playing and if he was still in meetings or something like that. I just I would just be very curious as to like what he would think in terms of the differences between like a Pat Shermer led offense versus a John D. Filippo led offense in comparison to the Saints. Well, and and I think he signed with this team and so he's definitely praising this team and mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense. What comments like this do is the comments are absolutely correct, but what they also do is they inflame the insecurities that already exist here, which is, you know, you don't have that QB. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have it, that, that line. Yep. You know, as good as Gary Kubiak might be, he's not Sean Payton, right? And so I think what these comments do in, in frustrating or inflaming Vikings fans is they sort of take the stick of insecurity and poke them and say, yeah, you're right about your team. Your team might be good defensively, but guess what? You got problems. And the Saints offensively are really, really good. And and so I, I saw on Twitter last night that there were Vikings fans upset about this or talking about this. And I I believe what, that, what this does is this just comes back to basically prod them a little bit more and say, everything that you believe to probably be, be true but probably don't want to focus on Nick Easton is confirming and is absolutely correct. Yeah, again, you can't. That, that's it. You can't disagree with anything that he said. The Vikings wouldn't have a whole new coaching staff on the offensive side of the football this year if the things he was and, saying weren't listen, true. If the Vikings had cap room, and let's say you're you're Nick Easton, 
you're coming off a year lost, and you're a decent player. You're not a great player, but you're a decent player. And if the Vikings had cap room, and the Vikings came to you and said, 424, and the Saints said, 424, you're picking the Saints. Ten times out of ten. Unless the Vikings came to you and said, 530 or right. something. Uh, unless the contract is more. If if it's a comparable contract, all things being equal, yes, yes. If all things are equal and everyone has the same amount of cap room, and those two teams come to you and say, "Okay, be part of our team," and most importantly, be part of our offense. And here's our quarterback. Here's our line. Here's our coach. Here's our coach's philosophy. You're picking the Saints. Yeah, it's not that hard. Absolutely, no the doubt o- about it. The other the other side of this too is, I mean. The thing we have to keep in mind is Nick Easton has not played a down for the New Orleans Saints yet. And so I'll be curious to see, you know, if if things are going well for him. I mean, he's coming off a pretty significant injury. Like, we honestly don't even know if he's going to be the same player. I mean, he was a solid player for them in 2017 on the line. We don't even know if he's going to be that same player. No, so but, if he, if, but my point is, if he comes in and he's not the same player and he's not playing well, I don't think how is he feeling? I think his words still carry the same weight. Sure. Regardless of his performance this year, this is an educated observer of the Vikings and now the Saints who's telling you things are really good here in New Orleans. He's he's saying what we all know to be true. Right. And and that's that's us in the studio. That's if you're a player on offense. That's if, if you're a fan. He is poking and prodding you and saying Everything you think to be true is absolutely true. And there's nothing at this point that can be done about that. But if if he gets halfway through the season and he's not playing well and the Saints don't have as good a season because Breeze is a year older, does he still have as high opinion about where he's at? I mean, it doesn't it's not yeah, going to change no, the, yeah, it's yeah. not going to change the opinion of of however he may feel about the Vikings. But I mean, it's it's easy. My point is, it's easy to walk into a new situation and say, "Oh man, this is amazing!" Like I was watching before we went on today. I was watching the Le'Veon Bell interview mm-hmm. that he did on SI, and he was talking about how great it is that oh the Jets they treat you differently, and everything. it's like, well, okay, and we know what's going on in Pittsburgh. We know what went on in Pittsburgh, but. You haven't played a down for the Jets yet. It's like when I came to score North, and I was like, this is great. And then I realized the reality of dealing with Judd five days a week, and it's really not all hey, it's cracked on, up to be. we're BFFs. We, we wear the same clothes. What do you mean, Rami? We're tight. We are. I'm just playing. We uh, we enjoy each other's company. Oh, we're, you, we're having fun you know here what? on score North. My guy's going to tweet you now for ripping me, because that guy tweeted me again last weekend saying I had gone too far. What else did I say? Three weeks ago, it was your weight. This time, oh, oh, oh. Oh, the guy who thinks if you're you bullying die, me. When you, when you die, yeah. if I say, Robbie was an SOB, and the guy's like, <laughs> and the guy's like, now you've gone too far again. Now he's going to get on you for ripping me. Uh-huh. That, would that would be fair. That would be fair if wait. he did. And I because I took that very personally. Can, real quick before we wrap up this segment, talking about the Nick Easton comments, can I give you the good news? Of course. We heard somebody talking about the Vikings like this only the other side of the ball just last week, and that was Anthony Barr when he signed his contract to come back to the Vikings. Came back, talked about how how brilliant the defensive coaching staff was, how great the culture was, especially how him and all the guys on the defensive side of the football are brothers. Like he was. He was singing the praises of the Vikings organization only on the other side of the ball, mm-hmm. the same way that Nick Easton was 
about the Saints. So you got you got something special here. You got something that's operating yeah. at a high level. It's just on the other side of the football. And the problem with that is, I know I said this is going to be a silver lining. It's an offensive league now, as Matthew Collar has pointed out multiple times. Yeah, that, it's an offensive league, right. so it's great to have a great defense. And you can win championships with a great defense, but the path of least resistance to contending and winning championships is with a great offense. And I, I think it's fair to ask right now, if, you, if you're if you an offensive player, and if the Vikings had money to go out and get you right now, do you look at them and say, if I've got three choices, this is the best situation to go to for me offensively? Because it has become very, very clear, right, that that a year after going out and signing Cousins and trying to put themselves in their mind over the top on offense, that this team has rededicated itself almost completely to defense. So you're right, but then the flip side of this whole conversation is is what Collar's talked about, what we've talked about, and that is the league is evolving. And if you look at the trend of this league, and I'm and and by the way, because I got this tweet last week. Look at the look at the score of the Super Bowl. Look at the score of the playoff game. Okay. I'm talking about making the playoffs. I'm talking about where this league is going as a regular season league to make the playoffs and where this league is going as a regular season league in order to have a good enough record to make the playoffs is you have to have a good offense. So with that being kept in mind, do you see enough being done offensively here if you're a player to intrigue you? And I would say what the Vikings are going to bank on and what they would probably tell you is all right, you might not see us signing a lot of guys. We might not be perfect here, but we have a coaching staff now that's going to do a very good job. Are these shots fired by Nick Easton? You can get in on Purple Daily, 651-646-8255, or tweet us at Score North. Let's go to uh, St. Paul and Bill. You're on Purple Daily. What's up, Bill? Good afternoon, guys. I, I never, I really enjoy your show. I never thought I'd care about the Vikings in mid-March. But... <laughs> that's what we're here to do, make it's you care about the Vikings in mid-March. You're on league now, Bill. All right, I just wanted to make one thing you're completely missing about Easton. The Bloomington Strip or the French Quarter. What would you guys choose? The Bloomington Strip is pretty much dead, right? Yeah. The Bloomington person. Strip was big when I was a youth. I missed it. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm older than you guys, but when you got the French Quarter to yeah. have fun, blah, 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 I'd go to New Orleans in a red-hot minute. You got a great point. See, right, I'm, thanks, thank you for Talk the call. Later, I, thank I, you for calling. Whenever I get a question like that, when like somebody signs in Miami, and they're like, "Yeah, of course, South Beach. Or would you rather be?" Like, I'm the wrong guy to ask because a, I hate hot weather, and b, I don't like. I'm not a nightlife guy. Well, like, I'm not looking for clubs or loud music or like people throwing up on my sidewalk at two in the morning. Like, that's not my thing. I, I live a quiet existence. The reality now, too, is is restaurants the, are great in New Orleans, from what I hear, though. Oh, the oh oh, and and yeah. and uh, and and off the uh, off the uh, quarter, they're fantastic. Yeah. Like like if you go to the, you got to go to this spot because it's a tourist spot. It's okay, but if you find the quiet restaurants, oh, they're so good. But the thing that people don't think about now is these guys are paid so much, and they often don't live here, they don't care. Right. Like, unless you unless you absolutely positively can't take the cold or something. So you, you might not sign in Chicago or Green Bay. If I've got cap space, and I come to you, and I give you clearly the best offer or or the best opportunity to win and my team is a good to you know competent team you're you're going to sign with me and you're not going to care right people actually think oh man they picked this city because 
you would have to hate the place. And you know what? Maybe Buffalo, okay? Maybe Green Bay sometimes. I don't know. but I think it was like that for Green Bay before Reggie White. Sure. But if the Vikings come to you and put a six-year offer in front of you or five years and it's the most, guess what you're going to do? You're going to sign sign with the Vikings, and then you're going to continue to live in and Then I'll go to the French Quarter Miami in the offseason. Right. Exactly. In, in fact, when I covered the Packers, Packer players on the off day on Tuesday would jump in a plane, fly yep. to Chicago. Spend, or, Mil- or Milwaukee. Or, or Milwaukee. Yep. Spend the entire day there. And guess what? Spent no time in, in Green Bay, at least when it came to their free time. Yeah. I've, they don't care. I've heard those stories about Green Bay Packers players taking over the city from Tuesday through Thursday and then flying back to Green Bay. And there's Bay. some good stories there, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Some of which probably can't be told on this show right now because it's 1219. Most of which. But, uh, yeah, there's some good hotel stories. That might be a podcast. <laughs> Actually, we should we should do that SFW podcast. We should do that podcast courtesy of Score North. Hey, speaking of Score North programming coming up at one o'clock today. If you're listening live on fifteen hundred or streaming us at scorenorth.com, uh, we have a new addition to our Twins lineup of programming: the Glenn Perkins Show, the former Twins reliever. He and Phil Mackey coming up at one o'clock today here on fifteen hundred and scorenorth.com, and then again at six o'clock. So you'll have two chances to catch it. And then you can listen to it anytime you want at scorenorth.com, wherever you download podcast. All you got to do for our Twins programming, search Score North Twins. For our Vikings programming, like this fine show you're listening to here today, Score North Vikings, Score North Wolves is how you find our Wolves program. We made it real easy for you to find all our stuff and follow us and love us so we can love you right back. It's Purple Daily on Score I'm North now. on 1500 scorenorth.com. You want to get in on the show, 651-646-8255 or tweet us at at SKOR North, and we're back right after this. It's Phil Mackey here from the all new Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. We've made it easier than ever to find our team centric Minnesota sports podcast. Wherever you subscribe to podcasts, just search Score North, that's S K O R, and you'll find Score North Vikings, for instance, which includes Purple Daily, Purple Podcast, and Vikings Ventline. Score North Wolves includes Raised by Wolves, Myron Medcalf on Hoops, and more. Score North Twins includes Touch Em All, Royce on Baseball, and more, and so on. Just search Score North, S K O R, wherever you find your favorite podcast. Score North, Minnesota sports, anytime, anywhere, scorenorth.com. Join the Twins for a free ballpark breakfast on opening day, Thursday, March 28th. That's a week from tomorrow, from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., along with 7th Street at Target Field. Single game tickets for the home opener. And all Twins games are available at twinsbaseball.com. Purple Daily on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. I'm Rami Makloff along with Judd Zolgad, Manny Hill, other side of the glass. Again, coming up 1 o'clock today if you're listening live. The Glenn Perkins Show, the former Twins reliever, sits down with Phil Mackey for an hour. That'll be at 1 o'clock and 6 o'clock, and that will be a weekly show here on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. Search for all our Twins programming. Touch them all. Five thoughts. Score North Twins, wherever you download podcasts. Uh, Free agency has wrapped up, Judd, and your lists of the winners and losers in free agency have come out, including uh, the Bleacher Report declaring the big winners in free agency. And uh, I have a feeling Vikings fans 
Might not like this if it plays out the way Bleacher Report sees it playing out. Yes, Bleacher Report, uh, this just came out here. So so it, it hasn't wrapped up officially because you still got this second wave of guys mm-hmm. who are going to be signed. But yes, the big names for the most part who have uh, potential still are gone. Number one on the list, not surprising, Danny Cunningham's Cleveland Browns. That doesn't that does not surprise one, one bit considering the moves that they made and also the right. fact that they acquired Odell Beckham Jr. from the Giants. That helps. Number two on the list, the Green Bay Packers, who uh, who added a pair of edge rushers in uh, Preston and Zadarius Smith. Number three on the list, the Detroit Lions. Now, okay, here's my problem with Detroit. It's I'm, Detroit. Exactly. So I'm, even if they made the right moves, they're, they'll Patri- end up being the wrong moves. Exactly. Right. Matt Patricia, they might have made the right moves for the short term, and on paper, this looks good, and then Patricia is going to be practicing outdoors in December. And he's going to be play. late. He's going to be late yeah. for that practice and then complain about people's posture. So, um, um, Well, you know, do me a favor. Just kind of sit up. I'm trying, like, Matt. Okay. Every day. I try. Every day I try to sit up okay. straight. And it's I a have challenge. A, and I will ask this question Again, if you're a fatty, I actually just tried to correct my that, posture. But that after would be I heard like that sound bite. Okay, your po- your po- your posture stinks, and so does mine, yeah. right? But I'll admit that. So, like, if I make fun of your posture, I make fun of my own, mm-hmm. and you know, we can go back and forth. We both slouch badly, right? We're slouchy human beings in matching sweatshirts. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is fine. Yeah, but the Patricia soundbite that Manny just played is what I don't understand. You're a fatty. <laughs> Who dresses? Who dresses like I would like to dress, or I dress? If they, if if Hubbard came to me tomorrow and was like, "All right, just go sweatpants and hoodies every day." And by the way, I don't do sweatpants. I don't do sweatpants at work. I don't. But if they said to me, "Just you know what? We don't care." I'm all in, right? Right. But then, who am I? Who am I to look at anybody and give that soundbite? And Matt Patricia is a guy who. Not just when the Lions hired him, but he was a guy whose name was getting circulated for head coaching vacancies for yeah. for at least two or three years. And one of the knocks against him, at least among the talking heads, I don't know if this was something that was actually discussed in NFL circles, but he doesn't have the the appearance of a head coach. This is a guy who's overweight. He's got the big shaggy beard. He he wears skull caps. His hair is disheveled. Yeah, and 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 I. I defended him for years. I was like, what does that have to do with being a head coach? But for you to to have that knock against you all these years and then turn around and criticize people for their posture, like, dude. Has Belichick, of all the things that Belichick does, you know, on to Cincinnati and all that garbage and BS, which is funny, but it's garbage. I have never heard Bill Belichick, correct me if I'm wrong here, look at a reporter and be like, why don't you sit up straight? I mean, Bill Belichick dresses like a complete slob. Yeah. God bless him for it. <laughs> I, you know, with Patricia, too, speaking more in terms of, like, football specifically, what does it say that his defense in the Super Bowl last year got absolutely torched by Nick Foles? He goes to the Lions, and they're, they're a complete train wreck. The Patriots go back to the Super Bowl, and they completely shut down Sean McVay and Jared Goff in that offense. The coach devised the plan this time. But I, I think the difference was Belichick took control. I think whenever Belichick takes control, they're fine. And when he doesn't, it can get dicey. 
Oh, and also the uh, the the one thing though where the Patriots got bit square in the ass a year ago. Malcolm the, Butler. No, well that too, and that that was on Belichick, I believe. That too, but also the league, without saying it, changed the catch rule. Ah, uh, yeah. Because Philadelphia had a couple catches, including at least one touchdown that doesn't count if it's week fifteen. But the fact remains, according oh, to Bleacher yeah, Report, Bleacher at Report. least back that, on track. Yes, that on paper the Lions and the Packers were two of the three teams who improved the most in free agency this year. And you I'm buying I'm buying Green Bay too, by the way. I am too. I'm buying that one. It depends on what kind yeah, of coach LaFleur is. That's that's an unknown. And yep. it could be a total bust. Could be the next genius. So, I do like the moves that they made though. But the moves that they rushes, made yeah. and you gotta think Aaron Rodgers will be better than what we've seen the last couple of years. Yeah, I, I like what the Packers have done this offseason as well. Maybe the maybe the bar is so low with the Lions that you know, even with what they've done They've made drastic improvements, but it's still not going to be enough because it's the Lions. Like, they've made so many improvements because they've been such a dumpster fire and were a dumpster fire last year. I don't know. That's the only that's the only way I could explain them being ranked this high. But when Judd brought up this article to me from, from Bleacher Report, the most improved so far in NFL free agency in 2019, I was like, I wonder... I'm sure they did this same article in 2018 because that's what publications... <laughs> Like this too, and that's not a knock on them. They they have they have their their established benchmarks, and so I googled 2018 most improved NFL free agency, and sure enough, the first result was an article from Bleacher Report NFL free agency 2018, which teams have improved the most so far. Same exact headline with just one number changed. And what we have with this though is the benefit of hindsight, and Correct. they have the Vikings as number one. Mm-hmm. In 2018, most improved in free agency, mm-hmm. largely because of obviously the acquisition of Kirk Cousins. I think we can say in hindsight <laughs> that didn't work out the way that the Vikings and Vikings fans hoped, at least for one year. We don't know what the future holds, but at least for one year, didn't work out the way that they had planned. But that that move was supposed to, or you thought, propel you from being a, a 13 and three team that was trying to improve its quarterback to having that quarterback. So. That's absolutely right. Number two on that list, the Cleveland Browns for their signing of Tyrod Taylor, who was benched almost before the season started. <laughs> Did As, they really put that too? Well, also they also traded for uh, Jarvis Landry. They okay. signed right. Carlos Hyde at running back. They got TJ Carey at cornerback. But at least two of those moves didn't work out the way that it seems Bleacher Report had expected them to work out. Number three on the list was the Chicago Bears who last offseason got Allen Robinson, uh, also signed from uh, from Atlanta, who's uh, Taylor Gabriel. They brought in Trey Burton, the tight end. And this was put out before the Bears even went and traded for Khalil Mack. You could argue that the Bears were the most improved team in the NFL last year through acquisitions, free agency, and trades. So now, over the last couple of seasons... Three of the most improved teams in the NFL through free agency and trades are your competitors in the NFC North. And I'm buying uh, Green Bay. Right now, I I think the Bears will probably take a bit of a step back, but I don't think they're going to be bad. I I just, I'm very curious to see how how the quarterback continues uh, to progress or does not a bit. Detroit, I'll buy when I see it. (laughs) For real. I can't until then. But this is not... So the interesting thing with the Vikings, though, in the free agency period and the lack of activity this year to me is I am not basing my thoughts on this team on that. 
Because if you go all in, it guarantees you absolutely nothing. If you go sign a bunch of guys, it, it can work out, but it, it's no guarantee. And and we often see that teams that spend a lot don't necessarily get the bang for their buck that they expect. What I want to know, though, is what's the plan here from here? Like, how are you going to improve your line? What are you going to do offensively? How are you going to get more components to, to uh, complement that? So so this is not a, well, the Vikings missed out because they didn't go sign three big-name guys. That's not it. Where I have my doubts or, or I guess my concerns about this team is, what's your plan now? Like, where are you going to go? The draft is next. I mean, yes, yes, if you clear cap room, and then my question to that becomes, how do you do that? But yes, if you're going to clear cap room, you might go sign a guy or two. But what's the big plan? Because it's always seemed to me, right or wrong, within the last few years, that you can pretty much figure out the Vikings' plan. Like, you can be like, just deduction of, okay, I think they're going to do this. If they sign this guy, they'll do that. Right now, I have no clue. I have no clue. Well, we've been talking about it. I think that their plan is, and I don't know that they wanted to be in this situation, but they sort of put themselves in it with the Kirk Cousins contract. They need to, A, improve with from within, and that means guys who haven't reached their full potential yet, guys who had uncharacteristically down years bouncing back, or guys who had injuries bouncing back, and they're counting on this new coaching staff and the scheme putting these guys in a better position to succeed. That's what they're planning on because free agency is just not a realistic avenue at this point. Because as we pointed out in the first segment of the show, they have somewhere between five and six, or excuse me, between six and seven million dollars in cap room, and the majority of that is going to go to signing draft picks. Right, but but you're not going to go sign guys, but creating cap room some is a must, and that that's part of the plan here that I don't that I can't tell. Like, you can't sit here with this roster right now and the cap space that you have and just say, okay, we're going to sign our draft picks and we're done. That, to me, is not a feasible solution. So there's got to be a next fairly big move coming. And and is that a, a trade during the draft, Trey Waynes? Is that a, a move to now go back to a player or two and ask for potential restructures? So they can't sit on their hands completely, but they also could for a little while and lead this thing up to the draft. And then perhaps perhaps you go into the draft and there's going to be a trade and you're going to try and trade uh, Trey Waynes and package that with, with your 18th pick and move up or something. But there's got to be, there has to be something else coming here. And I can't figure out what that's going to be. Right now it seems like they are going to if if I was guessing that they're going to draft two interior offensive linemen with their first two draft picks and just plug them in and play. Right, but you can't sit there. But they're, you can't do that. In my opinion, you can't do that. No, no, but their cap room is too low. Like, they've got to create cap room. I know. They are sitting there with, this is not a, this is this is silliness right now. Yeah. So, so before, so even if they take the path that you just said, if you're... Present, I don't think that's the right path, by the but way. But if you're, if you're... Rob Brzezinski, the cap guy, you've got to go into Rick and Mike and be like, we've got to free up some room here. How do you want to Give do it? Give yourself some flexibility. How do you want to do it? So so if there's an A, B, and C here, to me, A is what's your plan to free up that cap space? Is it a trade? Is it restructures that still potentially make sense? 
Then B is, what's the draft strategy? They only have so many options. And why Kyle Rudolph has not been given the option of restructure or leave is beyond me. I really, I don't understand But do it. you now have to go back to him and say, Kyle, we're sorry. Although, although, did you guys see where Kyle was yesterday? Where? <laughs> so Kyle is so well embedded in the community. I'm not kidding you guys. My guy what, was he filling potholes? What it was. My guy Louie, my guy Louie tweeted out a picture from from his restaurant, Tavern 23, right? Mm-hmm. Celebration, Sid Hartman's 99th birthday. Table full of Vikings officials. Hagen was there. Westy was there. Um, Kevin Warren was there. PJ Fleck was there. I believe the only current athlete at the table, smile and the big smile, was our guy, Kyle. Mm. So if they if they go to him and Look. say we're cutting you, that's gonna be a lead to the sit column. Awkward. Yeah, exactly. I, I know what you're saying, and I agree with you, but I'm just... I'm it's just great that, to have guys like <laughs> Kyle Rudolph in a locker room and on a roster and as part of an organization. I'm not arguing with you, by the but way. But the number one qualification is play football. <laughs> okay, that's the well, number one qualification. The number one qualification is this is a brutal business. <laughs> right. At which point, loyalty at some point in time has to be thrown out the window. Okay. Sorry. We're not done inciting fear on Purple Daily here on Score North. I don't think we're inciting fear. I think we're, I, I, I honestly, th- this to me is not inciting fear. This to me is trying to figure out what the hell they're doing. They're being nice. <laughs> <laughs> Complete and total silence. I got to get John. more, I got to get more coffee. Vikings fans, what's your biggest offseason fear? Listening to Purple Daily on Score North. Score North. This is the one they're talking about. Minnesota sports. Anytime, anywhere. Scorenorth.com. Celebrate everything Minnesota and run your first race of the spring with the Hot Dash 5K and 10 Mile at Boom Island. This Saturday, March 23rd, you'll earn a Storm Creek long sleeve quarter zip technical pullover and finisher medal. Enjoy a steaming serving of uh, finish line hot dish and cool down with a free post-race beer. Visit tcmevents.org to register for the hot dash this Saturday, March 23rd. Purple Daily on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. I'm Rami Makloff along with Judd Zulgad, Manny Hill. On the other side of the glass, just 15 minutes away from the debut of the Glenn Perkins Show, talking some twins with Phil Mackey and the former twins pitcher coming up at 1 o'clock. If you're listening live on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com, it'll be at 1 and then again at 6, and you can listen anytime you want after that at scorenorth.com on the Score North app or wherever you download podcasts. Find all our Twins programming. Just search Score North Twins if you're looking for this show or our other Vikings programming. Search Score North Vikings. Guys, uh, you want to mock? I want to mock. Mock. I want to mock. Mock. Our guy Arif Hassan from uh, The Athletic has put out his uh, post free agency mock draft pick by pick. He went through all seven rounds. 
for your Minnesota Vikings. How much of these seven rounds do you want to hear, and where would you like me to start, Judd Zelgad? I'd like to hear at least um, the first four rounds. Okay, then I'll start in round number four. Okay. And then we'll work our way After up. After that, it just gets discombobulated. Yeah, it's all a crapshoot after that. Exactly. You're just drafting guys you hope can make a roster and be bodies in practice. Mm-hmm. In the fourth round, he has him taking cornerback Isaiah Johnson from Houston. Okay, that's a win for Zim. All right. Uh, yeah, he loves that pick. Oh, yeah. Um, Zim won Rick Zero. In the third round, <laughs> he has him taking with the 86th pick guard, Drew Samia out of Oklahoma. That's a win for Rick. It's 1-1. Oh. One, one. Mm-hmm. There's an offensive lineman. So there, there's, a, there's a potential uh, interior starter, or for sure. That's a win he would for definitely have been yes. interior starter. That's a at this starter. Point. That's yeah. a starter right there. All right. Second round with the fiftieth pick, Arif has him taking Chris Lindstrom, guard, Boston College. Okay, there's your second starter, and uh, it's two one Rick Spielman. <laughs> and in the first round, with the eighteenth pick in the twenty nineteen Drum- NFL draft, drum roll. Let's see who wins this thing, or do we end up in a tie? Arif Hassan has Rick Spielman and the Minnesota Vikings taking. Christian Wilkins, defensive lineman out of Clemson. Oh, wow. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, wow. Well, now Zim wins totally because that's yeah. a first-round pick, that's right? That's a first-round pick. That's worth two points. That's two points. Yeah. Oh, Zim. If this was a wrestling match, Zim man. just won the round. Oh. He's got two takedowns. I'm sorry. What's his name again? <laughs> I just heard defense and... Awarded two points to Zim. Christian Wilkins, defensive lineman out of Clemson. That's not going to work. That's not going to work. That's is not. It? That's not going to work. He is pretty good, though. Christian Wilkins. Okay. He is pretty oh, good. I'm sure he is. <laughs> Let's talk. All I'm sure right. He is. If he, okay. If he's being <laughs> talked about, Ronnie's right. Let's talk about this. If he's being talked about, let no no let's, as the 18th pick of the draft, he's yes. probably pretty good. Yeah. Well, let yeah. Let's discuss this. Logically, all right. Do we have to? No, no. I'm just. I, but but fans are like, well, they should do what they want to do, or they have to take an offensive lineman. Let's discuss this. Let's put aside our biases at mm-hmm. all and just say, okay, we we because we cover this team know the Vikings very well. But let's forget if we like them, we don't like them. I don't care. All right. I want to try and squeeze squeeze in some calls on this if okay. if we can in the last few minutes. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Are you going to lose your damn mind if they well, take anything but an offensive lineman in the first round? But the discussion point for me is how does this work if you if you take Christian Wilkins defensive tackle how do do you really think that in the second and third round you're going to get starting caliber guard two starting caliber rookie guards who you can just plug into an offensive line and who can just play your assist do you really is Gary Kubiak a miracle worker is Rick Dennison, he better the be. line coach, a miracle worker? If this is what they do. He better be. But I, I don't I wanna, think that's what they're hoping. I don't want to have this discussion as like this in passion. So I'm just trying to calm myself completely and saying, <laughs> how is this going to work? I don't like this, Judd. I don't like logical, calm, Judd. I just want to know how it's going to work. Right now, you have no cap room. You can't sign people. You now are telling me if 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 Arif's if he is talking to people who might know some things that you're going to take a defensive tackle who's going to improve the defense even more, so you're obviously trying to win games defensively, but then you're going to just plug in two rookie guards and be fine. And not only two rookie guards, like, they're going to have, they're probably, unless something happens here, you're going to have two rookies on your offensive line, right? Yep. Are we yep. all, we all agree on that? Yep. Unless something changes dramatically and they Absolutely, yes. free up some serious cap space and find some diamond in the rough in free agency at this point, you're going to have two rookies on your offensive line. Yep. Yes. 
Now you're asking second and third round graded rookies Correct. in your mm-hmm. on your offensive line to start. Yep. To start. Like if you're if you're going to have two offensive linemen starting, one of them's got to have a first round grade, right? You would think. Wouldn't you? I don't I honestly like, don't. No. When when they when when we all assumed that Anthony Barr was going to walk in and they might lose Everson Griffin in addition to that, and they had already lost Sheldon Richardson, I sat here with Manny Judd while you were in Florida and said, you know what? At this point, as big a hole as offensive line is, I would understand if they took a linebacker or a defensive lineman with their first pick because you lost a lot of quality talent in in those three guys. Well, two of those guys are back. Yeah. Two of those well, guys are back, and both of them at a pretty good price tag. You've already put plenty of assets and resources on the defensive side of the football. Yeah, Mike won. It's time to protect the $29 million man in the first round. But this is also... Zimmer won, this, right. this, this is a... We have to remember this is a head coach that, Judd, you've talked about this several times. He loves defense. This is Defense is his bread and butter. And this is also a general manager who, for as long as he's been the general manager, aside from Matt Khalil, has never really put a premium on offensive linemen. Has always had the mentality that I can get a guy in the third round and he's going to be good. And I'm going to find that guy in the third round or the fourth round and I'm going to look really, really smart. He's got a Spielman, unless the... Edict has come down from above him because he's going into to the last year of his contract and the option's been picked up on Zimmer's contract for 2020. So unless something's come down from the Wilfs telling uh, Rick to follow Mike's orders, Rick has to think of, and they can talk all they want about, we take the best player out there and, and we don't pay attention to what we need. You've got to pay attention to what you need yep. here because you have Cousins going into the second year of a very short three-year contract here. And if you take a defensive tackle here, <laughs> you are you are basically saying we're playing for the future, which if you do that too, the other thing that you have to do then is you've got to start, you've got to tell me then, what are you planning to do at quarterback when Cousins is gone and this didn't work out? Would it shock you though, Jed, if they took a defensive lineman? It, I, it would not shock me one bit. It would border on being so asinine <laughs> that, well, I mean, you you would base, if they took a defensive tackle in the first round, given what Rami just said, because that's the thing is, this conversation three weeks ago might have been different, but it's not mm-hmm. now. Um, given what Rami talked about, if they take a defensive tackle in the first round, if I'm Gary Kubiak, I take my contract into Rick, I tear it up, put it on, on his desk, <laughs> And go home. I've had enough health problems. I don't need more. <laughs> I'm done. I'm with you, but I'm, I'm, I'm done just, if I'm him. Yeah, like I'm, I'm with you. I go in and I, I can only do so much, guys. I right. know you brought me here to make the guys you have better, but there is one guard on the roster right now. What it's do you like, want me to do with that? It's like Star Trek, <laughs> and it's Danny Isadora. Yeah, I'm not a miracle worker, yeah. right? I'm, I'm just a doctor, <laughs> Jim. I'm not a miracle worker. I really don't. I really don't know what the plan is at this point for the offensive line if it's not to take some. And I got a couple people tweeting. We're running out of time, so I'm just going to wrap up all your tweets in one. <laughs> Always best player available. A few people tweeted at us. Okay, let's say at 18 there isn't an offensive lineman there worthy of the 18th pick. Trade down, get more picks, and draft more offensive linemen. 
and get more more at bats, so to speak, at finding a good offensive lineman. And we know Rick likes to trade down. There will almost certainly be a, a tackle there. I would suggest actually trying to get up to get one. A Tra- tackle? Trade up to get a tackle. Yep, that's what I would do. I, I wouldn't force a guard because there, there's probably not a first-round guard. Uh, but there are first-round tackles, and I think there's about four of them. I would get at least one of those guys. And then if, if I've got to move Reef, I'll move Reef. I, I don't like that idea, but I don't understand how you don't address that. I, I've i always believed in if if you don't have a set five, like two tackles, two guards, and a center, find the five best guys you have on your roster and get them out there and, yeah. f- and figure it out. That's And guess what? Mike Remmers? Didn't prove to be one of them when they moved the poor guy from tackle to guard. But I think Reef could probably move. Hey, coming up next here on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com, it's the debut of the Glenn Perkins Show. The Twins reliever will sit down every week with Phil Mackey for an hour of Twins talk. It's coming up next, like I said, at 1, then again at 6, and you can listen to it anytime you want at scorenorth.com. Find all our Twins programming by searching Score North Twins wherever you download podcasts. If you missed any of this show, Score North Vikings for this and all our Vikings programming. That's Judd, that's Manny, I'm Rami. We'll talk to you next time on Purple Daily. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This summer with AC Pro and O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get a $15 O'Reilly Auto Parts gift card after mail-in rebate with the purchase of select AC Pro ready-to-use refrigerant products that include a hose and gauge. Beat the heat before you hit the road with AC Pro at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.